As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to join them, head on over to patreon.com slash disneyassembled or go to our website, disneyassembled.com and hit that Patreon button. Yeah, please do that. And you know... I think we have it set up where you can try it for free. I think we have memberships starting as little as $2 a month, but I believe, and if we don't, I'm going to go in the Patreon and make sure we do that, that you can do the join uh, the free, the free version, right? To follow us over there. Yes. To, to check it out. You know, maybe you like it. Maybe you want to upgrade at some point. No big deal. But yeah, you can follow us over there on Patreon. Um, but it's been a fantastic week for Disney Assembled. Um, last week... We had an interesting week because we, we did the first, header. the double feature, right? The double header, the double feature. We put out two episodes on the same day at the same time. And we did okay. I mean, I think in terms of th- those of you who are listening, thank you so very much. We got about twice as many listens. That means that whoever's been listening to our show just listened to both of them. So Heck yeah. maybe we should just do two episodes a week, every week and With double our time? listeners. With what time? <laughs> we don't have the time. With what time? Uh, but wouldn't it be nice Planning, if we had the recording time? recording two episodes last week was difficult enough. You know, I do think at some point we're going to have to really nail down some of our dreams and aspirations for the next phase of Disney Assembled. I know we talk about things all the time and doing more stuff and, you know, We do have a plan. And, we just need and, to start yeah, reaching out. And, we, and we, we may need some help, right? And we have to figure out who in the Disney community can maybe help give us a little bit of guidance and support. I know we've made tons of friends out there and maybe they can help us out just with getting our thoughts organized, right? And trying to figure out what we want to do. But we do have some really, really good ideas for the future of Disney Assembled beyond just the podcast, which we enjoy doing the podcast. So last week, like I said, we did the double feature, which meant we had twice as many dad jokes. We had twice as many trivia questions, twice as many topics. But this week, we're just going to have this one episode. Just the one. Just the one. We go back to the normal routine. So Mimi, would you like... To tell everybody what we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, this one's kind of a, a big topic. And I don't think we've ever discussed it in depth. We've just sort of talked about it in passing. But we're going to talk about Walt Disney World transportation. So we've got the five or six different types of transportation on here. And we're just going to talk about pros, cons, what we like, what works, what doesn't work, um, cost, yeah. co- you know, whatever. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, we're just going to do just a quick overview of the different types of transportation. So if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, or maybe you've been recently and you have your opinions about the different Disney transportation options. But yeah, we'll talk about them and sort of, like you said, the pros, the cons, and you know maybe the best time to use each one of them or, right. or whatever. So, and how to access them. <clears throat> exactly. And how to access them and everything else. So we'll definitely do that. We'll have the answer to the two trivia questions from last week later in the show. And then we'll have this week's brand new 
Disney and trivia question. I think we had some answers last week that were correct. I know at least one person who I know answered both correctly. And I think somebody else did too. I'm gonna have to look it up before the end of the show, but I think we'll have to do the little claps. Somebody's going to earn little claps this week. So we'll have a chance for you to earn little claps later in the episode. Of course, our Disney dad joke of the week. Anything else that you want to talk about? Maybe any updates on the colleges thing? I know some of our listeners are very interested in how your life is progressing as you yeah. Transition to college life soon, right? Do you have any news on that front that you'd I like do. to share? I do. You seem very excited about I'm very excited these. because I love you and I think you're I, fantastic. I, I know, and but I, I'd love particularly to, yeah, these love colleges it. you seem very excited about. I'm excited because you've worked very hard the last four years and you are starting to reap some of the benefits of your hard work. And I think it's really important to recognize that. So. I don't know if I ever told you guys, but I was accepted to UT Austin, which is super cool. It's probably where I'm going to end up going, not committed anywhere yet. And I'm definitely like, that's just sort of like a loose um, assumption based on cost and proximity. But like three days ago, I got emails within the last three days, got emails from Whitman, UC Riverside, UC Merce, and UC Santa Cruz. And those were all acceptances, which is super cool. You get little claps. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. I applied to all the UCs on a whim. Uh, definitely all on a whim. Because I, I really wanted to only apply to, I think, four of them. But that application is so weird because it's not on Common App. It's on its own application portal. And you just click, 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 like select the campuses you want to send your application to. You don't have to do any extra supplementals for the campus. You might have to for your major, but not for the campus specifically. So when I applied to Berkeley and UCLA and also Santa Cruz and also Davis, it's all it's the same exact supplemental questions. And so I ended up applying to all of them. Um, it was definitely expensive, but it just sort of if you cast a wide net, you might catch a little bit more fish, Absolutely. which is always good. I think. So. I think it's fantastic. I think you're going to have some wonderful choices. We're still hearing from, we're still waiting to hear from maybe a we couple are. other we schools. Have, we have a few that I'm definitely waiting on, but um, not, not ones that I might necessarily go to just purely out of cost, but like ones that would be cool to be accepted to, but I'm not going to yeah. jinx it. So yeah. you guys don't get to know. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be fantastic. I am almost fully recovered from my illness. If you remember that was last crazy. week, um, I still, and I apologize. I'm probably going to cough a little bit in this episode. So uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? No, I'm ready to jump into it. I'm getting kind of antsy. All right, ready? <clears throat> You're getting a little antsy, right? I'm getting antsy too, because... Every week, the real reason, well, there's lots of reasons people tune into the show, but the Disney Dad Joke of the Week. the only actual reason. Yeah, the Disney Dad Joke of the Week has become sort of the mainstay of the, of the podcast, right? Duh. So, are you ready for this week's Disney Dad Joke? Are you sure? Yeah. You are ready. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney fans everywhere, it is time for this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Ooh, Mimi. Yeah. You know, uh, I was once told by a cast member... That at Disney World, you know, it's it's the little things that count. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why Snow White is teaching the dwarves math at the end of the Seven Dwarves Mine Train ride. Oh. Get it? Yeah. It's the little things that count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That was really. That one was really bad. Again, like, like last week, it sounded so much better in, in my head. head. I got the joke. It just did not make the, me the laugh. The delivery wasn't there yet. No, I think you rushed through it. Do you want to try it again slow, slower? Would you, would you like me to try again? Yeah, let's okay. do it again. Okay. I don't even remember the setup. anymore. <laughs> I was talking to a cast member. Yeah. The cast member said, 
at Disney World. It's the little things that count. Right. And that's the reason why Snow White is teaching the dwarves math at the end of the mine train ride. No, it didn't. It still hit didn't work. Slower, no. no, it still didn't work. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Listeners, save me. If you have a, a dad joke of the Disney variety that you'd like us to consider using on the show, send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com or direct message on the socials, all at Disney Assembled. All I right. think the best Disney dad joke <clears throat> was the Scandinavian one. The Scandinavian? That was so good. That, that one, you good. came up with that one all on your own. Like you did, did not I did ask Twitter. I didn't ask Twitter for that one. No, you're right. That was cool. Anyway. Right, there are plenty of transportation options and going to Walt Disney World because it is such a huge vacation. It's spread out all over the place. And Do we have to use that? We don't have to, but I have it up for my notes, right? Just for me. Um, transportation is important. It's an, and actually, when you're planning your vacation, the transportation options available to you can be a big factor and which resort you choose to stay in if you're deciding which resort to stay in on property. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree with that? No, definitely. And I, and I think transportation is not something that people often think about when they're planning. I think people just think, oh, like we'll start in Magic Kingdom and then we'll park hop to Animal Kingdom and then we'll park hop to Epcot to end our, to end our night. But that that's like three hours on a bus. Like I'm keeping it real. Like it's a solid 30 minutes to and from Animal Kingdom and a solid like Whatever. Well, it may not be 30 long. minutes of a ride, but when you factor in how long you waited for the bus right. like and that's, all that that's stuff, a lot it could, of time it could add up yeah. for transportation. And so I think it's good to make a guide of transportation with how long you might wait based on crowd level. And transportation is a vital part of Walt Disney World, and it can, it can totally change your experience. And depending on what park you're in, your options change. You don't mm -hmm. have the same options at every single park. Some parks have more options than others, right? Right. And so in this episode, we're going to go through each of the categories. And like you said before, a little pros and cons and maybe our opinion of the best way to use that transportation. Right. All right. Which one do you want to start with? We can start with the bus. So the, the Walt Disney World bus line is an iconic piece of Walt Disney World history. They've got, you know, nice narrator and they're really silly and they haven't changed in, you know, whatever, 50 years and whatever. The bus is the only mode of transportation that gets you to Animal Kingdom. The only way to get to Animal Kingdom is on the bus. And overview of the bus, you might wait a really long time depending on which resort you stay at. So more buses are going to run to and from the Polynesian and the other deluxe resorts versus All-Star or um, the value resorts, which I don't think makes any sense because All-Star has more people staying at it. Like the, the value resorts are going to have more population than the deluxe. So you would think that they would have more buses running to the value resorts, but it's about guest experience and putting the deluxe guests above the value guests because they're spending more money. It's very interesting business. Are you sure to have more buses? They come or do by, this run more frequently? They because they're further away, it takes longer to get back and forth. I think there there are more buses. We'll have to check that out. I think there are more buses, but either way, it is easier for you to get anywhere you need to go if you're staying at a deluxe resort on a bus versus in a value or moderate resort. Um, the buses, they will they will jam you in there. Right. Um, well, here's a couple of things about the buses. Yeah. One of the pros of the buses is that they go to all the parks. Right. And they go to all the resorts. Right. right. So you can get anywhere you need to be right. on a anywhere bus. Anywhere you need to go, you can use Walt Disney World bus transportation. It is included. In your stay on site, there's no extra fee for the bus services, which is good. It's also very good for people with mobility access needs. The buses do a very good job of assisting guests 
with special needs and mobility needs. Uh, but you're right. They can get quite crowded on the bus and you have to maybe wait a little bit longer. Right. So some of the cons are the bus can be really crowded and it could just take longer because you're waiting for buses at the bus stops. Right. And but I think, so forth. I think the pro with the bus, we tested this when we were there. We were there on the busiest day of the entire fiscal year for Walt Disney World. And it was still faster for us to get to Epcot on a bus than on the monorail. So we're not talking about the monorail just yet. And the buses might seem like they're very inconvenient and that you might have to wait for a bus. And yes, the waiting for the bus factored into it might cancel it out. But if you're lucky, which most of the time you are, and the bus is there when you walk in, the bus ride from the park to wherever else you might need to go is faster than the monorail. It can be. Yeah. And, the, and usually your, your bus driver, if you get a really good one, he can be pretty engaging. And, and if the bus isn't very full, they talk to you, right? They, you, you had a bus driver that gave you all kinds of really cool Disney stories. Some yeah, because I tips. was the only one on the bus back to the Polynesian. Right, but like if you're on the monorail, the monorail driver is not going to do that. Right, right? But I, we're all I talking about the buses here. So, what would you say the biggest pro of the bus system, the biggest benefit of the bus system? I think the bus is incredibly convenient because it goes everywhere. Right, I say the biggest pro is that it does go everywhere you need to go. You can get there on the bus. The biggest con. What is the biggest downside of the buses in your mind? They're not always reliable necessarily, and not that they break down, but that you might wait for a bus for a very long time. When we stayed at Coronado Springs, we waited for a bus for 45 minutes from Hollywood Studios, mm -hmm. and that was a really, really long time right. to wait for a bus. I would agree with you. The biggest con for the bus service is the, the amount of time you have to wait potentially for a bus to arrive, or, and, if you just, and if you happen to show up right after one leaves... That now sucks. you're waiting right. a really long time. And they do. They What I will say about the bus system is, although the biggest con is how long they take to get there, assuming you're waiting for one, they do typically run on time. And so you can expect a bus every 20 or 30 minutes. But that being said, there's always the unicorn experience where something happens or it's rush hour and you just they can't get everywhere all at once. And you're waiting 45 minutes for a bus. Best time to use the bus. Can I go first on this one? Yeah. If you're going to Animal Kingdom, because it's the only way to get to Animal Kingdom, I think the, the best way, the best use of the bus system is if you're going to Animal Kingdom. I think the best use of the bus system is to park hop. Okay. Because I think, I do know that more buses run to the park, like on the park circuit than they do to the resorts, mm -hmm. right? It's like the bus from Epcot to Magic Kingdom, there might be five buses out versus the bus from Epcot to any of the various resorts, there might be three, Right. right. Okay. And so I think that that personally is is faster than any other When we're other done, way. we'll look at all the different systems, maybe rank them in order of our favorite, best, most favorite to least favorite right mm -hmm. at the end. So let's wait and see what we rank the bus service as our overall right. at the end. All right. What, what transportation service do you want to talk about next? We can do boats next because that's what you've got. So up. the water transportation. Water transportation. There's so there's different so kinds of kinds. water. Yeah. Different kinds of water transportation. Yeah. So we've got the big ferry boat that goes from... The TTC to Magic Kingdom. And Absolutely, then you've got yeah. the little, they call them water taxis, the little right. speedboats. Well, of, they're not really speedboats. They're just smaller. The little boats that right, go from boats, yeah. Polynesian or Contemporary 
or I think Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness to Magic Kingdom, or the ones that go from Epcot to the Epcot Resorts. Right. So you have the water taxis that go from the Poly to the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom Resorts to the Magic Kingdom. There's a triangle. It goes from the Polynesian to the Magic Kingdom, from the Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian, and the Grand Floridian over to the Polynesian. So it makes that loop. There's also one that goes from Fort Wilderness to the Magic Kingdom because we took that one to go to the Hoopty Doo, right? Water taxi. I meant Grand Flow, not okay. Contemporary. Okay, All right. Uh, and then you're right. They do have the friendship boats that run from um, uh, Hollywood Studios to Epcot. I don't think you can get on the bus at Hollywood stu- on the boat at Hollywood Studios. Where do you get on the boat then? Because I, we got on oh, the. Oh, I guess you can. It's at the. It's not actually. The boardwalk. Yeah. From it's the at board the boardwalk. Walk, from the boardwalk to, to Epcot. You can, yeah, yeah. So but you can walk to I think it, yeah. No, I think you can get on a boat, but it's right outside Hollywood Studios. So you've got the Hollywood Studios sign. You've got where that big Baymax was, you remember? Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. the Disney 100 sign. And then like the water's kind of out over here. It's like over here. Well, they so have those friendship boats, yeah. It's at Hollywood Studios, but it's not close, I'd say. And then you can get on it. And I think Boardwalk and I think Port Orleans too. Right. Boat service is available to Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Uh, Epcot, uh, those are the resorts that the, the, the water transportation takes you to. All right. Of those options, I would say because we've stayed at the Polynesian the oh, most. Oh, we love the boat. We use the water taxi a lot. Like we've used it way more than the monorail. We use it more than I think any of the transportation. I, I Beating out the bus, like taking the bus out because you can't get to Epcot on the Polynesian boat. The the water taxi from those deluxe resorts to the Magic Kingdom is a is a godsend. It's a piece of gold in your hand because nobody uses it. Nobody They're uses rarely it. Full. They are rarely full. Even after the fireworks, even after park close, there's nobody on them. Everybody wants to take the monorail because, oh, the Magic Kingdom Resorts, they're on the monorail. No, 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 no. But the monorail has to go all the way around and it's a 25 minute ride all the way around. And if you're staying at the Grand Flow or if you're staying at the Poly, you're not going to, you're the last stop. Take the boat. The boat goes right. straight there in it, 10 minutes. If you were going from Magic Kingdom, maybe I should save this to the end. This is kind of a secret hint, like a this special is This is our tip. secret. Here's a special tip. If you're at the Magic Kingdom at the end of the night, there is a mass of people trying to get on the monorail to get back to the TTC. So many people. There is a mass of people getting on the ferry. If you can get on, I don't, can you, do you need, I don't think you have to be staying at the Poly or the Grand Floor. No, they don't, they don't, they don't check. check. So if you can get on the water taxi. To the poly. And then walk. And walk from the poly to the TTC. That will save you a ton of time at the end of the night if you're trying to get back to the ticket transportation center, if that's where you're parked. So if you're going at the end of the evening, instead of fighting the crowd on the monitor or fighting the crowd on the ferry boat, you may want to check that out. Get on that water taxi, head on over to the poly and just walk. I mean, it's not a long really walk. It is not a long walk from the poly to the TTC. As a matter of fact, all the people, all the, um, Cast members of the Polys have told us it is always, they even said, walk to the TTC and get on the monorail or walk. Yeah. walk. If you're going to take the monorail to Epcot, don't take 
the monorail from the poly to the TTC, just walk to the TTC because right. it's going to take longer to, to get, get on, on the, the monorail. monorail. Right. If you're, I, or don't do that and save Ruben on the boat for us. But the boat is the water taxi from Magic Kingdom out to the deluxe resorts is the best kept secret in the entire park. I will stand by that because it's so convenient for everybody, for the people staying at Grand Flow and at Poly, but also for people parked at the TTC. Even if you do have to wait for a boat or have to walk from the Poly, you will still get to your car faster than if you were trying to take a monorail. There's plenty of advantages to the water system. I promise, guys. Here is a con. Here's a disadvantage. If the weather is bad, like if it is cold, or the wind is blowing and it's cold, or if it's raining and it's cold, you can be exposed to the elements unless you're inside the boat and it gets really, it could be crowded inside the boat or inside the ferry, right? With some of the access of the water taxis and the ferries and the friendship boats is because you're sitting on the exterior, right? On the outside. Right. That could be a con. So just be aware of that. If it's raining, you don't want to be caught on the outside seating part. Um, but I would say another pro is sometimes these boat rides are very relaxing. So if you need to catch like a quick five minute power nap, it's a great to me. It's better to do that on the boat than it is on the monorail. Right. And so I think the water transportation is really good and we use it. We use it more than any other kind of transportation. I also think you I don't think you have to take down your stroller to get on the boat either. Which is definitely an advantage for some people. It's something to think about. Yeah, because I don't because think you, you do have to. Right. I think if you're you on the bus, have, you have to. Um, if you're on the bus, you have to. If you're on the monorail, you don't. But if you don't collapse your stroller in the monorail, if I don't crowded, like you. Unless yeah. you have a sleeping child in there. Right. right. I understand. But right. if your kid is like alive and awake and happy, and even if they're not happy, if they're awake, out of that stroller. Well, collapse happy, that stroller. Yeah, if they're happy, you don't mess with them. <laughs> Just let them be happy. Absolutely not. But right, what else from water transportation? What I, is the best time to use the water? Trans- I think the best time to use water transportation is whenever it's available. But yeah, I think, but I think I would agree with that. But if I had to pick one time, it would either, it would have to be at the end of the night because it's just so easy. It's so convenient. Absolutely. My, you know, brother and I left magic kingdom at, as it closed, like the minute it closed with an entire wave of people. And we were home in five minutes. Yep. Right. So love the boats. Cool. Very we're going to talk about the monorail next. Classic. And now this is this is the, this is the the iconic Disney transportation. Right. Here's my take on the monorail. The whole thing is a con, not a not a scheme, but like a con, like a pro con con. I think the monorail has become not has become a ride in of itself, like a ride attraction, and. It does not have the capacity to take as much as it's taking in. Um, so, so many people ride the monorail for kind of no reason. So if you're wondering, Disney assembled, how do you get all your stuff done? How did, how did you do Disney World so fast? How were you able to do everything you wanted to ever? You could ride every single attraction in Walt Disney World on the busiest day of the year. It's because we didn't take the monorail. So we avoided it like, a, like the plague. Our trips are successful because we don't take the monorail. Here's I like the monorail. I consider the monorail like both the transportation monorail. and an attraction. You like the monorail because of what it represents and what it is. Right. But as as an objective awesome. mode of transportation, it is so inconvenient because you have to switch. Like the whole thing with the TTC drives me crazy. If I can't take the monorail, like 
You, they say you can take the monorail from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot, but you can't because you have to switch monorails at the TTC. What's the point of that? Well, it's Why just are like you going doing to a that? train station. Just you have to switch take, trains. No, at that point, just take a bus because you have to wait for the monorail to get to Magic Kingdom. You may or may not fit on it. Then you have to go to the TTC. Then you have to switch thingies, go all the way down and all the way back up. Right. Wait for another monorail, may or may not fit on that one, then get to Epcot. The monorail has limited access. Certainly there's access to Magic Kingdom from the Magic Kingdom uh, Resort. So the Contemporary, the Grand Flow, the Poly, and the TTC. There's a line that takes you, there's that line, right? TTC to the Magic Kingdom or from the the, the um the different uh, Magic Kingdom resorts to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's also an express monorail from the TTC to Epcot. And there's an, I just said the one, there's an express one from, right. There's an express monorail from the TTC to the Magic Kingdom. And there's an express monorail from the TTC to Epcot. And then there is the Magic Kingdom resort loop right. that it takes you. So there are three basic tracks for the monorail. So the advantage of the monorail is, a, it's iconic. It's fun. You do need to try to do it at least. I mean, even if you just want to do the loop around the Magic Kingdom resorts to just go through the contemporary, it it can be fun. It can be relaxing. It can be part of your vacation. And of course, getting from a uh, the if you're staying at a Magic Kingdom resort, going to Epcot, it's easier to just jump on the express the TTC, at, the, at yeah. the TTC, right? I'd say the, the the cons of the monorail, what you said, it, there's limited tracks. Like it does not go to Hollywood Studios. It doesn't go to Animal Kingdom. And you do have to change trains and then the trains come and they could get full, especially at the end of the night. They can get very, very full. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's fun, but there are some disadvantages to riding the monorail. It's not always the best thing. I would say one of the biggest problems on the monorail is that. The monorail has a tendency from time to time to break down. Oh, it's terrifying. And if you are on the monorail when it breaks down, you are stuck. You're not going anywhere. Right. (laughs) And so, again, it's not the end of the world, but it can happen. And there's really no way to get off of it. I guess if the boat broke down, another boat would just come out and get you. If a bus broke down, another bus would come get you. Right. If the the monorail breaks down, you're just stuck on the monorail. Right. And so there's not much you can do there. So... Do you have any more any either advantages or disadvantages, pros or cons of riding the monorail that we haven't mentioned? The the pro of the monorail, I think. It also helps you learn Spanish. I think the I think the benefit of the monorail is that you one, don't have to collapse your stroller. And two, if you're staying in those deluxe resorts, it can be fun to get on the monorail from the contemporary, the poly, the grand flow, and ride it to the Magic Kingdom. That is a pro, but that's only for people who are staying at those resorts. And, oh, I remembered the pro I was initially going to say, because I was like, oh, I, I thought of it and you were talking and then I lost it again. The, the generic pro to the monorail is that you go through security before you get on it. So you don't have to wait in the security line at the actual park, which I think saves you time. I was actually about to say that. That is a great point to make that especially you've already gone through security before you get in it. Because one, the TTC, although there's a massive flock of people, the TTC security has every single stall open. So it's moving much quicker, even though it has a higher uh, volume of people. Or if you get, if for whatever reason you're staying at a deluxe resort, 
the security line to get on those monorails is not a line at all. You just walk through and it's fine. Um, and then you can just walk right into uh, checking in with your ticket. And I think that that is a huge, huge pro. Um, cause then you just, you can wipe your hands of it and you're done. Um, even for potentially your whole day, if you're doing magic kingdom and then Epcot. Right. So that's, Absolutely. that's my take. Right. Best time to ride the monorail. Never. <laughs> Maybe I think like the morning. I think the morning, the morning monorail is better than the evening monorail. I like the monorail at like 10 a.m., like right after the parks open. But so you're not getting all the if you're not the rope, rope dropping, you're not getting yeah. the rope drop people, but you're not getting the park hop people. That's that's I'm okay with that because the volume's gonna be low, the train's not gonna get full. You might have a car to yourself, you might have a road to yourself. Fine. There you go. I'll get on the poly one. Very good. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. The next form of transportation we're going to talk about is a relatively new one the disney skyliner so the skyliner is essentially uh, a gondola right and you ride on the line in this gondola it is not air conditioned but it has airflow through it it's actually very comfortable Mm -hmm. the the climate control in there is very comfortable natural climate control the gondola system the, the skyliner system excuse me skyliner um is conveniently connects Hollywood Studios and Epcot, right? Does not go to Animal Kingdom, does not service Magic Kingdom. And it serves uh, various different resorts, the Art of Animation, the Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, and the Riviera Resort are all connected on the Skyliner line. The Skyliner enters Epcot through uh, International Gateway near France Mm -hmm. in the back. I love that area. That's also where the Friendship Boat drops you off on the international gateway mm-hmm. entrance. And I love that I area. I love that. I love that area. I actually it's, love that entrance probably more than the main entrance, even though I do like kind of seeing Spaceship Earth. I like Earth, the, the Paris and the being in the Skyliner. It's a, it's just nice. Um, yeah. And, and that, that, that particular area is a short walk uh, from the boardwalk and the yacht club and the beach club resorts. So if you're staying in one of those resorts you can and you want to use it, them. I think you can walk over, get it on, get on, and take it over to Hollywood Studios. Right. Or you can just walk to Hollywood Studios. Right. Right. I think the only I don't I don't personally enjoy the Skyliner because it gives me a lot of anxiety, but I don't I wouldn't consider that a con because that's me. But I think the only objective con is that it's slow. Um and that if you're staying at those uh Skyliner resorts, Art of Animation especially, that line is gonna be long. Yeah, a <laughs> the lot line of people trying to, to get, get yeah. on that Skyliner is long. But the pro that counteracts that, which is sort of the inverse of the monorail issue, is that it has an essentially an endless supply of of seats, right? Like when yeah. an, an an empty one is always coming around. That's never completely full because it's not right. possible. Right. Right. And the Skyliner transportation, I mean, depending on your your comfort with heights, uh, it can have some really nice views. Right. If you're looking out, you can see some really cool views. Um, like you said, the 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 it's it's a constantly moving mechanism, right? So right. even though the lines are long, they do tend to move, move pretty slow. quickly. Well, it moves slowly because the thing is moving slowly, but it is still moving, right? A lot of traffic moving is traffic moving regardless right. of how fast it's going. Right. I would say one of the cons of the Skyliner though is similar to the monorail. If it stops, you're stuck. You're kind of stuck on it. There's right. not a whole lot you can do. And the other con would be if it's bad weather. I know it can be shut down if the weather gets too bad, but if the wind is really blowing or if it's raining really hard and you're in the gondola, it could present a challenge if you're a kind of person that gets a little anxious from being in that type of vehicle and that kind of height. 
Um, it can sway a little bit, even though uh, if you take a good look at how they're designed, it's it's they it just can't looks fall. like that. Like it, they can't possibly fall. No, because right? it's not, not connected. Like I, what I didn't know is that I thought it was the gondola moving on the line. It's the whole line that's moving. Right. The gondola is secured to the cable. And so because it's connected to the cable and such as hanging from the cable, I mean, that cable can hold many, many tons of weight, I am sure. So the cable would essentially have to snap for anything disastrous to happen on the skyliner. And I just I think that is virtually impossible for those steel cables. to. And they do service on it every single day. Yeah. And they're well taken care of. Again, there's. The You're truth safe. is there's no, you are perfectly safe on the Skyliner. It's just that if you are a person who doesn't like maybe more enclosed spaces or heights, the Skyliner may feel a little awkward for you. It may, it may create a little bit of anxiety for you. I know some people love the Skyliner. Some people, it's not their cup of tea for you. It's not your cup of tea. Your brother Loves, loves it. it. Oh, he and loves he, it. He uses the skyline almost as an attraction. He'll go to. He'll take it take from it Hollywood Studios to Epcot just for fun. Right. Just not just for, not for any sort of reason. Not because he's trying to actually get there. Because it does take like an hour. You and I. So prime example. We. You and I were doing something in Hollywood Studios. I don't remember what we were doing. We walked from Hollywood Studios. No, 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 no. This was the most recent trip. Oh, we, okay. You and I stayed back to do Galaxy's Edge something. Right, like, and then we take a bus. And we took a bus from from Hollywood Studios to Epcot at like, no, we took the monorail. So, yeah. No, we can't. There's no monorail. To no, we were at Magic Studios. Kingdom. That's where we were. We were at Magic Kingdom and we took the monorail to Epcot. So that whole ordeal takes like 45 minutes, right? The mom and brother left from Hollywood Studios long before we did from Magic Kingdom and we still had like an hour in Epcot before they got right to yeah. Epcot from Hollywood Studios. So it is a long experience. It's a slow experience if you're trying to do it. But it's right. if it's your thing, it's your thing. Pros and cons. Hi. We've, we've kind of gone over them. Con. Right. Pro, it, it gets you access to maybe some of these value resorts. Um, it gets you from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. And it's pretty reliable transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, when's the best time to use it? Never. <laughs> I, I, think I haven't done it at night. Cool. I bet you at night it'd be cool because you might get a good view of some fireworks if you're riding it during the fireworks. But pretty much any time, if the weather is good, that's the best time to use it. If the weather is bad, you may want to try something else. All right. There's right. one more type of Disney World transportation. Yeah, and this, though, is not included. This one is an extra cost. And it is the... The minivan service. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. We've never um, used it. We've never used it. It's extremely expensive, which is a con. Um, more expensive than a regular lift, which is already expensive. But I think the the only pro to this is that it's private. It's probably quicker. Um, you get it through lift. You get it through lift, so it's probably efficient. But it's polka dot. I just I sort of SUV. feel like. I sort of feel like if you're at Disney World, you should expect to be inconvenienced and that it isn't just going to be you like gallivanting around, like not having to wait in any line or wait for anything. And so I feel like using the minivan to get somewhere quicker, I don't like you're about to what, hurry up to go stand in a right. line, right? Like it's people who cut you off right before. I think light. part of it is like if you have a reservation and you're running late and you you can't wait for a bus or whatever, the minivan could be very helpful. Right, I mean, the truth is there are times when you just need somebody just come get you and get you somewhere quickly. And the minivan is really good for that. Right. And I think that there's that. And I, it's also, I think, um, 
if you have more complex accessibility needs that go beyond what the bus can do for you, the minivan's probably your way to go because it's going to be private. A couple of things about the minivan. I think it's important. It seats five people. So if you have a party of more than five, you're not going to fit in the minivan. It does come with a complimentary car seat. So if you have a small child that needs a car seat, there is one, but that one car seat takes up one of the five spots, right? So your, your child have to be uh, one of those. Are, there's only, I think you can get an extra car seat if you call them when you call for the car, but it may be an extra fee for an extra car I'm seat. I'm sure it is. Uh, there are minivans with um, mobility uh, devices on them. So that if you have some mobility challenges, you can uh, call for a minivan that has uh, mobility devices on there so they can help a guest that needs that kind of service in, in and out of the vehicle. But yeah, the minivans, we don't have much to say about it because we've never used it. And I don't see us ever really using it because we don't mind taking the bus. So we don't have any need for a minivan. So but the service is there for the guest who needs it. And I've heard it's delightful and enchanting and all things Disney. It's just not included with the cost of your stay. It's an extra fee. Correct. So so we've gone over the buses, the water, the monorail, the Skyliner and the minivan and the minivan. You have somewhere to go. So let's wrap this up. Okay. Do you want to? Let's just it, give it a ranking one out of 10. Like a, like a rate. Like a what rating? would you give the bus one I, out of 10? I would give the, I would give the bus service a six out of 10. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. The monorail. I give the monorail a eight out of 10. I give the monorail like a five. Minivan. Actually, I'm going to go back on a monorail. I'm going to give a monorail a seven. Seven. Seven out of ten. Minivan. We've never used it. So Minivan, I can't rate it. I'm yeah, not going to rate it. Skyliner. Um, uh, seven out of ten. I think I'd say six because it's cool, but it's not efficient. And then the boats. I, I think the boats, I'm going to give the boats nine out of ten. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Okay, so if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on our opinions or on Walt Disney World Transportation, Feel free to send us an email, disneyassembled at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. What you can also do while you are doing that is answer our Disney trivia question of the week. So, All right, so you want to go over last week's two questions and give the answers yes. to the two questions? All right. Very quickly, last week we had Lady Tremaine is the stepmother of which character? Cinderella, obviously. Yeah, Cinderella. And we had in The Little Mermaid, what song does... Does Sebastian sing to set a romantic mood for Ariel and Prince Eric? And that's <coughs> and that is Kiss the Girl. We knew that one also. So. Absolutely. And I know that our friend Andrew, who's one of our patrons, got both of those correct. So Andrew, you get little claps. And I think, I think, I think, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I believe Disney A. Or maybe if you, if you got it right last week, maybe SCFADP. Yeah. So, and we love you guys anyway. So you get little claps whether you got the answers or not. SCFADP and Disney A. I love us. So yeah, there you go. Little claps for all of you. We have a new question this week. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, Disney fans, you have a chance to get the little claps next week. If you can get this Disney trivia question correct. Mimi, what is this week's Disney trivia question of the week? When Gaston picks up Belle's book in Beauty and the Beast, he is disgusted to find that the book doesn't have any what. So let me read it one more time because it's kind of convoluted. When Gaston picks up Belle's book during the Belle scene, the song, he is disgusted to find that the book doesn't have any what. Right. 
So that is this week's Disney you, trivia question of the week. So if you've got that answer and any opinions, again, disneyassembled at gmail.com or Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at disneyassembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, link to our T Public, Patreon, buy us a doll whip, all that other fun stuff is on the website, disneyassemble.com. Make sure to go check it out. Absolutely. Please do so. We have a YouTube channel as well. Don't forget about the YouTubes and hit that subscribe button. We would love to have more subscribers on the YouTube so we can do more YouTube stuff. Heck if you yeah. guys have, if you subscribe to the channel and show us that you want more YouTube stuff, it will inspire us to do more YouTube stuff. Right? So that's, that's the way that right. works. That's the way that works. All right. Good Checking job. my email for college emails. High five. Heck yeah. Excellent work this week on the Disney Transportation Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney fans, we hope that this episode brought a smile to your face, some extra magic to your day, and that all-important sprinkle of pixie dust to your week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see, see you real, real soon. soon. gentlemen, please collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.